Um, couldn't hurt. I mean, redundancy is the um, whatever it's called. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> what are you gonna say? I was just gonna say, redundancy is the best form of safety or something. That's what they say on the aircraft carrier. <laughs> Just, you know the Challenger. The Challenger exploded because of one over. When I when I was traveling on the USS Nimitz, <laughs> that is literally what they would say. Redundancy is the best form of safety, or something like that, or efficient. The redundancy I, is the best form of efficiency. I didn't like, think you were traveling. I thought you were steering the boat. Well, we have to take shifts. Obviously, you can't be steering the whole time. I'm Connor. And I'm Kirk. And this is Connor and Kirk's Corner. (laughs) Today we've got Ella Henry on the podcast, a childhood friend of mine, and now she's running her own wellness and uh, health brand business. So enjoy. We're out. Thank you, Ella. Say my name or not. (laughs) Usually he is supposed to, but I think he got nervous. (laughs) He didn't even, he's just like, she's also here. All right, let's do it one more time. All right. I'm Connor. And I'm Kirk. And this is our corner. Today we've got Ella Henry, a childhood friend of mine. Uh, uh, I probably should... Say hello, Ella. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) Hi, guys. (laughs) Enjoy the episode. Ella, for those who don't know about the brand, can you give a quick summary about kind of what you've been up to for the last couple of years and what you've been building? Yeah, of course. Um, It's hard to do it briefly, but I'll try my best. Um, Basically, I've just always been interested in health and wellness. Um, It was always kind of something that I never really considered doing as a career. I just kind of thought it was something that I liked doing. Like people would always come to me for advice um, and I loved talking about it. So, and I also always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I was a TA for all my entrepreneurship classes. I took so many entrepreneurship classes. I knew that's something that I wanted to do. I just didn't really know what it was going to be. Um, and then finally I was just like, why don't I put the two together? And I started doing a course for health coaching and started becoming a health coach and then decided to just create like a social media platform about it, um, with like cooking and recipes and all of that. And yeah, it's just kind of gone from there. Now I've also created a little bar that I sell at the farmer's market. So the stand at the farmer's market every Saturday and Sunday. Um, so I'm working seven days a week now, which is kind of crazy, but it's been so fun. Yeah. That's kind of the summary. So Connor and I were talking about this a couple of minutes before you joined, but it seems like a lot of people have the dream to start something where like you were clearly passionate mm-hmm. about health and wellness. And it seems like it must take like a catalyst or like some event where you're like, all right, like let's stop talking about it. Let's just do something. Did you have like a moment where you're like, all right, like I'm starting an Instagram page or I'm starting a blog or I'm actually going to do something to make this a reality instead of just keep entertaining the idea? Yeah, I think like that was basically just having that realization. Like I had people always say to me, like, just go for it. Like I literally took a class called Taking the Leap and I still wasn't doing anything. I was still like, well, what if, like what what's going to happen? And I think that once I graduated, I had like three months in between when I started work. And so that's when I really just like, wasn't doing much. And also the second semester, I was only taking two classes. So I was like, 
I really want to just like do something that's valuable for me and like filling my time with something that I joy that I'm joyful about. And that's when I just kind of like went for it. I think that that was the biggest thing is I had some time on my hands to think. And I also, that's when (laughs) this is like kind of like off topic, but I had so much time during summer that I was like, I think I'm just like going to go go on a trip for a month and backpack Costa Rica. So I ended up like just backpacking alone for a month. And I think that was really beneficial too, because especially in college, like you're just surrounded by so many people at all times. You're living with people constantly, you're going to classes with people. You don't really have much time alone. And I think that that can cause like a lot of pressure to do something that maybe you don't really want to do. So being alone kind of made me realize like, yeah, I can still do those things, but I can also do things that I love. And that's when I really just like totally went for it. And how have you gone about, you know, the discipline of pursuing something with intention while also working a job and also having friendships and also having a family to, you know, cater to like, what does that take for you? It's definitely hard, but I think, and I know this sounds cliche that since I love doing it so much, it's, it's hard, but it's worth it. Like it's so much more fulfilling. Like I could be not doing it and have so much more free time, but I don't think I would be as happy and fulfilled. So just like having that makes it so worth it. So can you walk me through then? Like what kind of like weekly commitment do you make to it? Yeah, it's basically like every time I'm not like doing my full-time job, I'm doing something for like Glowithella. Like I'm either like making a recipe and filming it or I'm having a client meeting or I'm making and packaging bars in my kitchen or I'm at the farmer's market. Like it's a constant thing. I, I mean, obviously like I'll take some breaks, but it's, I, it almost stresses me out more when I do take those breaks because I'm like, okay, now I have so much more to do. Um, but I also am someone who's getting better, like was never always good at balancing my time. I think like I've always been someone who procrastinates and when I'm doing all these things, it's way harder to even give myself time to procrastinate. So I am one of those people that like the more things that are on my schedule, it's kind of like the easier to do all of them. Yeah. There's I, so much to unpack. You said client visit at some point. <laughs> we <laughs> need to talk about the client visits, Ella. Like the, like how I have clients. Yes. So just walk us through like, first of all, just the initial meeting where someone's like, all right, I want to make a change like right now. Or yeah. Do you, do you start with questions or do they come to you with like what they want to change? How does, how does the initial visit go? Yeah, typically. So they'll, I'll have like an initial call with someone if they're interested in finding out more, but they'll say like their main goals and then I'll send them. Basically it's like a two page sheet that like ask a bunch of questions about their past and their health history. It's called a health history. They fill that out. And then we have like a 50 minute consultation where I just kind of ask in-depth questions based on what they just filled out um, and kind of figure out more about them if they're willing to put in the work, um, what they want to get out of it, what their goals are. And then from there, if it's a good fit, then we'll either set up like a three month, a six month program where we meet twice a month. Does it ever seem like someone might be a little bit unrealistic about their current state? A hundred percent. And I I feel like like, that would be like a big step. That would be tough. A hundred (laughs) percent. I mean, it's the same thing with like New Year's resolutions. Like someone says that they're going to start doing something that they've never done their entire lives. Like that's just so unrealistic. And I think that's a big thing when I'm working with people too. It's about creating long-term sustainable goals 
which is hard for people because they really want that quick fix. Someone's like, I want to lose like all the weight in the world. And it's like, but why? Like you need to find your why if you're going to be able to do that. And like, you're going to have to realize that it takes time if you're going to want to keep it off. Like, not that I work with weight loss or anything, but um, that's just an example. I think I definitely agree with you. So it's giving them the baby steps and the tools to be able to make those sustainable long-term changes. So if you're about, sorry, sorry, I was just going to say, if you're, you know, you, you're a coach in like holistic wellness. So like wellness in all parts of your life, right. Which a lot of it too, I would imagine is, is balance and and dedicating time. Um, Yeah. And like you said, that's a hard change for someone to make just in a, Mm -hmm. in a snap because they haven't been successful at it so far. So what are the first steps you take with them? Like, what are the like little milestones that they get to where you're like, okay, you're making progress. I think like the biggest thing is like people say that they want to do something, but they don't really know why they just like say that they want to do it. So I think like the first step is honestly figuring out what motivates them and what their why is. And a lot of people, a lot of times people don't even know that for themselves. So kind of like digging into that and then figuring out what's going to motivate them to make those steps. I feel like even if you're not making a step yet, just figuring that out as a step within itself, because that's what really starts the whole process. That's interesting. It's like a mental coach as much as it is a, like a physical actions coach. Exactly. I think, well, it's like, it's like when you're talking to someone and saying something out loud or, or if someone asks you a question and you just kind of like sit back and think about it and you're like, wow, I never really thought about that. A lot of coaching is that it's like asking someone a question and just having them come to the answer themselves. It's like therapy. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> Kinda. Yeah. I'm definitely not a therapist. But it's... <laughs> Is it a two-way street with the consulting? Like, or would you ever be like, I don't think we're like, I don't think I can help you with what you're looking for. Definitely. I think, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there are some coaches that take on people that they aren't compatible with, but honestly, the good thing about how it's not my full-time job right now is that I get to pick and choose and work with people who are really going to benefit from the relationship. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Do you have some sort of mentor kind of walking you through it? Or are you, you know, like what standard do you hold yourself to in terms of like knowledgeability on every, on the subjects that they're talking about? You know, like, like, do you, do you look to anyone for guidance? Do you look to any, you know, experts? Do you have favorite authors that you read or you like, cause, cause you're really entering this space. This is kind of a new space, right? Mm -hmm. And I do want to right. move into that eventually, that conversation about like, is the market oversaturated or is it just getting started? But mm-hmm. uh, for now, like, do you have mentors? Do you have people in the community that you talk to? So before I got into this, I was taking a bunch of entrepreneurship classes. And the first thing that you do um, when like starting a business is customer discovery. And so I basically did that for myself when it came to health coaching. I started networking. I literally connected with like, over like 50 people, like probably like a hundred people, different coaches in different industries and just had like 20 minute chats with them and wrote down all I could. I was just a sponge to all of their information. Um, and a lot of those people I still talk to now, I wouldn't say I have like one mentor, but I think I have so many, which is honestly better because I get so many different perspectives. So I think that's been really beneficial and it definitely has a learning curve. Like I'm still learning so much. I think And that's a big thing too. I think people are like, oh, like, I don't know how to start, but it's like, you're never going to know until you actually work with someone. Like, that's how you learn. Like I'm, I'm learning from these people just as much as they're learning from me. So I think that's a big thing too. 
love to hear more about the network because the last episode we recorded, we had one of Connor's buddies on mm-hmm. and he was starting his own business and he was just like swearing by, for him, it was like a Twitter network where it was like everyone he met through Twitter, he would turn to them whenever he ran into like, uh, like, how do you guys go, like, go about like marketing this or how can you recommend like improving a website or something? Is there a similar, like, I help you, you help me relationship in the wellness community? Like, have you turned to these people you've connected with to help you like solve business problems or was it more of a way for you to kind of understand like the different areas that you can enter and understanding what other people are doing in the industry? Yeah, I think it was more like understanding how to even start. And I think that like through the conversations, I learned more and more that there wasn't a right answer. It was more just like, you have to start, start, start <laughs> like, just go for content. it. Yeah. Like so many people were like, I, I don't know. Like I, I was in your position and you can ask all the questions in the world, but you're not going to know until you do it. So I think like, I just kind of needed that push and to hear that. And maybe I needed to hear it a hundred times, but after hearing it the hundredth time, I, I listened to it and I did it. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I, also, sorry. I was, I was just going to say also like, starting the Instagram, I think was big too. Like, cause you were asking like, um, how else did I meet people? And I think that that's a whole community within itself. I've made so many new friends just from the Instagram, which is like, I never thought I would make friends through Instagram. Like it sounds yeah. a little bit weird, but like, there's so many people who have health and wellness pr- platforms that we end up ch- chatting and we've met up and we become friends. And I learned so much from them too. And what about the haters? Do you ever get haters? <laughs> yes, I do get haters. And I feel like their biggest mistake is that they take one glance and they're like, I know what this is. We're really, you're a USC business student that has been very thoughtful about the creation of their own business that dedicates so much of their time to it. And it's just so ignorant to, but how do you deal with it? And do you have any funny stories about it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing I heard someone say one time, like, hate is the closest emotion to love. Like, you're not going to get any hate if you don't have, or you're not going to get any love if you don't have hate. And maybe that's twisted way to think about it, but that's what kind of helps me get through it. Like, there's so many more people that support me and that I support versus people who are just mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of just how I look at it. Um, there's definitely people who comment some really funny stuff. And, I think that's another thing is like just reading it and laughing at it with friends versus like sitting in my bed alone, crying about it. Like that's not going to do anything. So it's like, let's make it humorous. Let's, I always try and respond with kindness. And so many times too, I'll respond with something nice and they'll be like, wow, like you responded, like, I'm sorry. Like, hi, like they'll realize you're human. I think so many people are just like behind a screen, not realizing that they're commenting on real people's things. So I think that's big too. It's yeah. also like a good sign that you've made, like you have the outreach where random people can come to your page. Exactly. Like, ho- hopefully exactly. there's yeah, it is a compliment. Be like, either way, totally like you came across my content uh-huh. somewhere. I don't know you, exactly. but you know right. me. So I'm doing something right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's really, yeah. I, I, I was just curious because you, I'm also, you know, I'm sure you're, you're lumped in with like the people that aren't thoughtful about it and that are just kind of like throwing a flash in the pan and no hate to them. Mm-hmm. That's great. You know, at least they're doing something. At least they're taking that first step. But I don't know. It only it takes like literally two and a half minutes of research to realize that you have a website, you have your bars, you have your newsletter, you have your, you know, like you've built out so many aspects of your business already. Um, I was I was wondering, though, you mentioned it a little bit and Kirk did, too, in his question, but marketing and and 
how do you have a budget do like what kind of not to get too much into the numbers but what <laughs> kind of like like money do you put towards it like walk me through that a little bit and more, more so your marketing budget because now you have a product and yeah. you have a service so like yeah, what is I, the next steps yeah that's a good question because i'm honestly just trying to figure that out myself um i feel like marketing now is so much word of mouth and like you can grow so fast on platforms like TikTok nowadays. And I think that's like marketing and yeah, I guess like time is money. So it's not free, but it's me putting in just the time to like make content and think of creative things. Um, And then I also think like, that's what the farmer's market right now is for is like, I'm not making any money being there just because my costs are so high, Right. but just like learning, like meeting people and having people see my product and doing market research I feel like that's like the biggest marketing platform for me right now. And do you set, you know, for lack of a ter- better term, KPIs, Kirk and I talk about it a lot, <laughs> but like key points of progress where you're like, okay, I'm going to do, you know, the market sale for four weekends in a row. And then I'm going to transition to this. And then if this works, then I'll go here. Like how, how much do you think about that sort of like business side of it? Or do, yeah, you, do I mean, you keep it simple I, and just say, look, I'm just focused on tending to my clients and making bars for now? I It's kind of both a little bit. I go day by day, but some days I'm like, okay, I'm this month I'm going to set up shipping and then next month I'm going to do this. And with the farmer's market, it's like a year long contract. So I will be doing okay. it every weekend for a year. <laughs> yeah, which is a lot, but that was all I could do. Um but I, I don't know. It's, it's fun and I'm loving it. So, but I definitely do think about indicators for sure. And even with social media, like I should probably be better at it. But, um, like I said, it's nice that it's not my full-time job because it's not like I'm relying on it right now for like survival. I'm more able to do it as like a passion and something that I love. And I think that makes it a little bit more genuine in a way. Yeah, Um, definitely. So yeah. It's also nice that you can like, you can make a comfortable salary and then set money aside to invest like in yourself and invest in your business and kind of feel like, like there's a ton of potential to grow in that way. And yeah, I don't know. I yeah. feel like that's exciting. The farmer's market thing really excites me. Uh, it's so fun. You it have seems to come so to fun. I, I know I will. Um, so what's the process? Like you just, you email the farmer's market person and you're like, Hey, what does it cost to get a tent for a year? Basically, like, I guess like that's the short <laughs> version of it. The tent, the tent was like the most costly thing. I was very surprised about the that. physical but tent or the real the physical <laughs> tent. The physical tent was so expensive. I was like shocked. Um, but yeah, basically you apply, you have to get your licensing and everything. You have to buy all the supplies that they need. Um, some far- farmers markets are like more popular than others. So like some have waiting lists. Um, I was really lucky to get into the one that I wanted to the most. And then I also do one a little bit further away on Saturdays. Is the waiting list like, are you, is it like a competition between companies or is it literally just a matter of time? Like if you sit on the list for long enough, you will get on. I I think it's a matter of time. Okay. That'd be interesting if you had to like pitch your brand. Yeah, that would be really interesting. I kind of like that idea. (laughs) Like a shark tank idea. Yeah. Yeah, Farmers (laughs) markets. That's funny. I, 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 this is kind of, obviously on the topic of wellness, but not related to what we were just talking about. But do you ever, you know, do you ever beat yourself up for like not following your own, um, like 
you know, opinion, like, you know, you obviously have, you know, a clear set of ideology to promote wellness, like holistic wellness. And mm-hmm. obviously no one's perfect. So they're not going to hold to it a hundred percent of the time. Do you find yourself beating yourself up more because obviously you have the information and you have like, or, or are you also good in that way where you're like, I know I'm not perfect. I can't, you know, expect to be this perfect human just because I'm trying to help people. Yeah. I think more the latter, like I know that I don't know any, everything. And I think a big thing with health and wellness is that like one really prestigious doctor will say one thing and the next prestigious, <laughs> I can't speak right now. Um, we'll say the exact opposite basically. And there's so many differing opinions. And that's another reason I find it so interesting is that you kind of like do your own research. And that's a big thing that I preach too. It's like, everyone's unique and individual, So like, just because you're reading something on the internet doesn't mean it's going to apply to you. Like you need to figure out exactly what's good for you. Um, and I try and preach that a lot versus preaching facts because I find that that's where it can get a little bit blurry. So that's kind of how I try to avoid that. seems like a lot of your job is studying like a lot of, like you've had like a couple of posts have stood out to me where it's not like a recipe or it's not like a like a tip for getting better energy or better mental clarity, whatever it is, they'll be like, this is a, this is a breakdown on like skin health. Like this is a breakdown on like particular things. Do you, do you set aside time to just like, do you plan out? Like I want to do a skin post next week. I'm going to spend a couple of days just gathering information. And like, where do you, where do you go to get this information and how do you curate it all into like one digestible Instagram post? Yeah, that's a great question. I definitely try and plan like on good days I will plan, but sometimes I'll just get a spontaneous idea and then I'll literally just spend two hours researching. It just kind of depends. Um, my brain is literally scattered all over the place. So if I have a creative idea like for a meal or anything, I'll run straight to the grocery store and buy all of the groceries for it. Like it's just kind of scattered all over the place. Um, but yeah, I, I get my research from a lot of different places. Um, I still have all of my notes from the health like certification course that I did. So I look at those. Um, I have a book, I have a few books just about health that I'll go reference. Um, I love listening to podcasts. I feel like that's one of my favorite ways to get information. Thank you. Just interviews with different doctors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I wish we had a podcast that was informational like that. It'd be way easier to convince people to listen. We're getting there. We're getting guests on. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I'm uh, loving it. Sorry. Sorry. No, yeah, exactly. But but that's basically it. And then I'll put it all together in a note and I'll just kind of write something up based on the main points that I learned um, and try and make it digestible information. Because I think a lot of times there's so much to learn. So I try and kind of just highlight the key points and make it so someone can easily read it and learn from it. It is cool that a big part of your job is just making complicated scientific topics. Just like, guys, this is the digestible you need to know like this is what you gotta exactly. take <laughs> these are the takeaways uh back to the business side for a second what are what's the end goal that's a hard question i know but it like, like what's I think- what's like one way that people pop in your space what do you mean by that like obviously like someone who's made it in the wellness phase. right someone who's who would be considered successful do they get onboarded by a bigger company? Do they have their own personal brand? Like what what are the because obviously in in you know like podcasting for example, 
you can either join a network or you can just get your own independent listeners and have a Patreon and like, like there's ways where you can live off it as a full-time job because as stressful as that would be, it would also be like the best. You can dedicate all your time to it. So what are the avenues in which that would be a possibility for, for you? I mean, if I can someday have my own company, I think that would be like the all-time end goal where I'm hiring people who are working with others to inspire others. Um, I think that that would be so incredible. I would like, I would love that. Um, but yeah, I think just like having my own brand is like the biggest thing. And that's what I try and do like with my health coaching and my bars, like, yes, they're separate, but I kind of want it to just be all under one brand. And like, that's how I kind of want to differentiate myself in the space. I know like earlier you were talking about if the market's saturated, it's extremely saturated, okay. especially, yeah, especially in Los Angeles. I think that it's such a big thing. Everyone and their mother wants to be a health coach, but luckily there's so many people that need health coaching that mm -hmm. like, if you do put yourself out there enough, there's space for everyone. Okay. Interesting. Because mm -hmm. I, I mean, to, to Kirk and I, even the idea of a healthy gut is like such a foreign concept, something we'd never even yeah. heard of, but I'm sure to, to a lot of people in LA, it seems like it's like the rage. So I guess I was wondering, is it going like this or is it like plateauing or is it going down? But it sounds like it's yeah, pretty it's much definitely going up. It's still going up and it's, and mm -hmm. it will continue to go up. That's great. And uh, I think like, also I, I feel like it's more saturated than it is just because I'm in the world now, mm -hmm. because before I was even learning about any of this, I thought that no one was doing it. And then once I started meeting more people in the space, I was like, whoa, <laughs> there's a lot of people in this space. Right. That's got to be fun. Like you were saying that you've met friends that are in the wellness industry also. Like I'm oh sure gosh, in so LA, fun. there's like, there's such a community there. And it seems like something where if you're passionate about that, like it would be likely that you guys have overlapping interests, like even outside of your work. Is that something you've kind of found? Yeah. And it's so great because I have like different groups of friends. Like I'll have fr like my friends from school and I have like friends in the health and wellness world. And I have friends from Oracle. Like there's just, I, I can me and my friends in the health and wellness world, like woke up at like 5 a.m. and went and did an ice bath at sun, sunrise on the beach. Like I probably wouldn't do that with my friends from school, but it's <laughs> yeah. fun because we'll do different things. Right. Holy crap. Your gut friends. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> I know I'm fixated on this, but I think I daydream about a time when I can quit my day job and just pursue <laughs> a passion full time and be employed by it, have the money to support myself. And I'm like, right. if I can just get to $50,000 being made a year off of, you know, podcasting or whatever it is that I'm doing, then I'll be mm -hmm. happy and I can just do what I love all day long. And then, and then that'll, and then the more time it'll grow and then I'll be, I'll be doing great. Do you have those same, you know, dreams or are you more so like, I'm kind of just enjoying the ride. Like I have no I, plans to quit my day job. I definitely have those dreams. I think about <laughs> it constantly. How are you going to um, get there? I, constantly think about how I just want to quit and travel the world, like literally like every single day. Um, how am I going to get there? I think that that's where I need to become a little bit more present. And because I am such a daydreamer, it's easy to get lost in that, but you're never going to get there unless you're working hard in the moment. So just coming back to the present and realizing the reason that why I'm working hard is so that I could do those things. 
I, I definitely coming back to that's big. <laughs> and, and it's like, easy to just be like, I'm going to quit and travel. But it's like, how you're not. Even right, right. How the hell are you going to do that? How would you, I mean, do some people, can some people do it by just get, like getting consistent clients that will pay like a good fee? I assume it's a fee, right? Or is it like mm -hmm, per client? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think some people do it full time now. I do, I have like met a few people who it's their full time jobs, and That's especially so like with social media and everything, it's they do little brand deals and things on the side that right. Make it That's another good point. Yeah, like sponsorships, yeah. and that would allow you to travel too. Exactly. That that that's what's super nice too. You can literally work from your phone. You can work from anywhere in the world. So that's super attractive about it too. I guess I have a question that kind of goes back to the marketing thing. Right now, are you more focused on growing the brand, growing the business, or are you more focused on just like putting your head down, putting out good content, like sticking to a schedule, or, you know, maybe like improving um, like your wealth of knowledge to become like a better health coach? Like where, where's the, where's the immediate focus at right now? I think it's more about being consistent and learning more right now. Um, I do really want to get better at, like you said, like setting KPIs and learning how to grow better. But um, right now it's all about consistency for me and just kind of being the best version of myself and growing and learning day by day. Yeah. You want to sharpen the blade a little bit before you make this exactly. heavy, this heavy like push. I just, I just learned that. Um, and this is what I'm like, kind of my next goal for health coaching, but I want to get certified to be able to read blood work. Like, I think that would be so cool and Whoa. such like a valuable addition to add to my practice. So like, that's like another like cool step that I'm going to take in that direction. But, um, yeah, definitely like that'll make me learn so much more. Like having that skill would be so cool. So yeah, just kind of sharpening skills. That's super interesting. Mm -hmm. I guess that's another way, like you were saying, you can kind of differentiate yourself from the, from the pack, especially the LA yeah. pack. And the nice thing too, is it's, yeah, it's differentiating myself, but I came into this just wanting to learn. And so I enjoy learning about that stuff. So I'm just excited to learn about it too. Even if I'm able to just read my own blood work, I think that's so cool. So that is super cool. I mean, what, how do you, um, I keep wanting to ask you like six questions at once, so I apologize. <laughs> I'll start with this. We have similar brains. I always yeah. have like 15 <laughs> things going on at once. Yeah, and I just don't want to forget them, but this is more of a practical question. How do you hand, mm -hmm. how do you deal with stress? Like what are the what are the steps you take to to deal with st stress? The biggest thing for me is like separating what's in my control and what's out of my control because I feel like a lot of my stress and anxiety is caused by things that I can't even control in the moment. Um, so coming back to that, even like writing a list of like, okay, what can I control? Like I can control what I'm doing, like my feelings, my emotions, like, so why don't I focus on that? And once I start focusing on that, I kind of get myself out of that situation and do what needs to be done. So that's the biggest thing. Um, also just like taking a step back and breathing. I feel like we don't breathe enough. So that's like huge, like literally just laying in the sun, recharging and breathing had like brings my stress levels down so much. I've been such a vitamin D advocate recently for the sun. Yeah. <laughs> just oh my like, gosh. especially in the morning I've been waking up super early for work and it's like just getting an hour of sun from like six thirty, six forty five, like seven forty five. Otherwise mm -hmm. I just get like so bogged down. And by the time it's like 9am, I haven't even seen the outside yet. 
it's the worst. Like I've, I've started my days just like rolling out of bed and going straight to my computer and working all day. And those days I feel horrible compared to the days where I get outside first. Mm -hmm. Do you find that, uh, like I find days that I work on this podcast or kind of anything else creative where it just, it's where I apply myself outside of my day job. I just find that I, I walk away feeling more like proud of my work than I ever have, like walking away from like a busy day of my corporate job. Mm -hmm. Is that kind of a similar feeling you have after just like a, just a bender of a week or a bender of a day, like within your health wellness brand? A hundred percent. And I try and tell people that too. So many people ask me like, how do you stay motivated in your day job? And I'm like, by doing something you love in your free time. Otherwise, like you're literally going to hate your life. If you're just like doing something you're not passionate about and like putting all your work into it, like that's great if someone's really enjoying that, but you have to like set aside your passions and things you love doing and things that bring you energy. Otherwise you're just going to be unhappy all the time. Work to live. Don't live to work. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I, Kirk and I both um, subscribe to your thought of make yourself uncomfortable. I've yeah. I've seen that I on your that. Instagram a lot. And I totally, mm -hmm. we both agree. We talk about it a lot. It's like, like push yourself. I mean, we have our own definition, but what do you, what do you mean by that? Make yourself uncomfortable. I mean, we're creatures of habit. Like we can do the same things every day and be happy doing it, but you're never going to grow unless you get out of your comfort zone. And it might seem scary, but it's like, we were talking about like taking the leap and going for it. Like you're never going to learn and you're never going to like figure out what's wrong until you start doing it. So I think that's probably my definition of it is just kind of going for it. It's not going to feel comfortable. It's ours is be pretty scary. similar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would say ours is the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do Kirk, what do you do to make yourself uncomfortable? Um, this podcast has been uncomfortable for sure. Every step of the way, it seems every like. step of the way. You guys no, are uh, naturals though. Like, I was telling oh, Chris, like stop. I was listening and it just felt like I was in a conversation with friends. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. We appreciate that for sure. We're trying to make it uh, a casual experience, but I mean, I'm sure it's kind of a similar, I felt a similar thing with this as you felt like creating your brand where it's just, it's almost like a, is this like, is this like a cringe cliche thing to do? Yeah. Like, oh my God. Like, I think about wanna, that all the, the all the time. Do I want to be the podcast So tough. <laughs> right. And but I mean, like that was a big step for me getting uncomfortable. It's just like, let's, let's just kind of what you're saying. Let's just control. What we can control. Like, I know that I'll be happier if I can be creative at the end of the day. I know that like there's, this is going to bring a ton of good things. I shouldn't not do it. Cause I'm worried about something that I can't control. Exactly. And I think like with the, with the cringe thing too, like I've had that feeling a billion times and you have to take a step back and be like, okay, am I thinking it's cringe because it's like not something that I want to do? Or am I scared of what other people think? And if it's, if it's because you're scared of what other people think, then do it because yeah. who gives a shit about what other people think? Like, it doesn't matter. They like, no it's one also, really cares. It's also always like the people, yeah, like people that, that I don't even care about, like their opinions in general. Right. And I'm like, why like am you, I so worried exactly. all of a sudden that and they're going to You would ne ridiculous. never second guess if they did something. Yeah, so why like, would they second guess <laughs> if you were doing something? It's just- Me and Connor have, have talked about this on the it. podcast in the past where it's like, like we're so- we're so conceited to think that like other people really care about what we're doing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, 100%. I say that all the time. It's so true. It's, it's, it's so true. It's like, oh, 
I bet when they're hanging out, they're talking about how stupid our podcast is. <laughs> talking about our podcast and how no followers. <laughs> and all the episodes they listen to and how stupid they are. <laughs> yeah. It's so what about true, you, Connor? What, what's your uncomfortable, uh, uncomfortable steps you've taken? Um, that's a good question. I, the podcast makes me less uncomfortable to be honest. I've, I've always, um, I mean, honestly, the first, the first step of it being uncomfortable was asking when I was a sophomore in college to get like audio equipment for Christmas and then being like, why do you, why do you want audio? And I'm like, I don't know if I want a podcast or something. <laughs> and they're like, okay, sick. But it's, and, and every step of the way since it's like people, the people you care about have been supportive. Cause they're like, that's cool that you're going after something. And, and I won't listen to it if I don't like it, but I'm not going to shit on it. Like I like you, you know, uh, I would say the, the part that's made me the most uncomfortable is, uh, definitely stand up and definitely, um, you know, trying to get back into working out has been very <laughs> uncomfortable as of late. Physically uncomfortable. I'm very stand up comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wait, that's amazing. It's yeah. It's, well, it's all it's all right right now. It'll be amazing at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna need to listen to that. Well, you know, my special should be coming out in like four or five years. <laughs> no, it is. It's incredibly impressive that he does it. It's yeah, I mean, that's really I can't cool. Even imagine. Um, all right, guys, we have terrible news. UCSB has canceled my premium Zoom membership. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, was like the, literally the day after I graduated, my HBO account expired. Immediately. I'm Bullshit. like, really that fast? You couldn't have given me a buffer? We wrap up this conversation. We want to do a quick shout out to Ella's brand. If you want to support her, she offers free consultations or free 15-minute phone calls to answer any questions you may have. You can sign up on her website at www.glowwithella.com. You can also DM her on her Instagram, at glowwithella. Her Instagram and TikTok are great for health recipes and advice. Connor and I have gotten a lot of good information from there. Hell yeah. <laughs> Her bars are available for pre-order on her website right now. Um, you can also visit her at Wizens Market on Saturdays in Agora Hills or Brentwood Farmers Market on Sundays from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. She's got a lot of great information out there, um, so make sure to check out her website and social media pages. Thanks again, Ella, for coming on. Uh, Ella, thank you so much. It was so nice to yeah, meet you. Yeah, that was great. It was so nice to meet you. This was so much fun. Connor, 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 Connor